My Get Up and Go on SAFM. Influential people doing well in their respective fields. 23 minutes before 5 o'clock, I will get up and go this morning. His name is Mutu Bihopa. He is the author of African Wealth, Little Money Bird, and CEO of Litwaba Holdings. A very good morning to you. Good morning, Kanye. How are you? It's an absolute pleasure to be with you. I am fine. Thank you so much for asking. Now, um, Mutubi, before we get into our uh, conversation, we always start this feature by asking you, what is your get up and go, your daily morning routine that gets you up and going? Yeah. <laughs> I was asking my wife the same thing. and just like, no, you really don't have any. Um, <laughs> that is because, you know, every day I wake up, everything is different. But it includes, you know, uh, waking up to check the records, you know, uh, it includes waking up sometimes to to write a book or includes, you know, just going through my daily schedule on what is about, or on what the day is about, you know. Mm. Uh, but it's never the same and, uh, yeah. It's, it's always a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Yeah, awesome yeah. one. And you know what? For a man who's as busy as you, I can imagine why um, your day starts early and already you're getting in into work. Tell us more about Mutu Bihupa, where he's from, and just, uh, you know, the type of home that you grew up in. The type of home. <laughs> I grew up in Polokwane. Uh, it was a, a family of seven. Um, my father... My father basically passed on and was very young. Uh, he got stroke, and the whole family basically, you know, uh, went into poverty as soon as he passed on. So that was the kind of background that I grew up in, and uh, stayed with my my grandfather, and I was a head boy there. So I've been a head boy my whole entire primary school and high school, all the way to, to grade 12. Mm. So I was one of those guys who head boy in the mountains, you know, looking after the cattle, looking after the goats. That's kind of a background. And when you were a young boy herding, um, you know, your your grandfather's livestock there, what were some of your dreams and aspirations for yourself in your life? What is the what? When you were in the villages herding your grandfather's uh, livestock and you yeah. and you thought about your own life and you kind of visualized into the future, what kind of life yeah. did you think you'd have or what did you want to do back then as a child? <laughs> Funny enough, I wanted to be an engineer. Mm. Um, but, but it did not happen. I mean, I applied to uh, uh, the former Vestechnicon and they did not take me... Uh, even though I had an A in mathematics, it did not take me uh, until I applied to Vet University and, uh, the, the, you know, I was accepted to do mathematics and facts uh, and to also do media. This is just basically two different type of careers. Uh, but I then eventually chose to do mathematics uh, at VETS. But uh, I think uh, I've always been, you know, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I've always, you know, strongly wanted to you know to go into business you know uh because for me i've always seen a business as a way 
for me to eradicate the poverty that I was, uh, you know, I was seeing when I was very young. Mm. And and this has also gone on to also have an impact in what you've gone on to do. You work very much in the in the literacy in the literary space in in you know financial literacy in terms of teaching people you know money and teaching them how to use their money better. But also you're very uh, you know involved in children and money, and you talk about uh, why have parents you know not uh, had financial literacy taught at school? Why are they not asking the you know the the teachers to do so why why they're not having the conversations with the kids? Tell us about you know just you know your your inspiration in terms of teaching children from an early age or equipping parents how to teach their children about money from an early age. Yes, um, I think uh, uh, lately I wrote a book which is African Wealth Little Money Bed, which is a, a, a children's book teaching them about money and, and business. But that was because, you know, when people read my adult book on, on money and business, they're like, no, you know what, we wish you read your book 20 years back. And I was like, okay, let's take it 20 years back. And how do you do that? You write for children. And I realized that there's a whole lot of, uh, of material that we need. There's a whole lot of literature that we need in primary school that does not exist yet mm. on financial literacy. And then uh, what we then started doing is that as soon as my book was out, you know, we started going to schools, you know, uh, because we believe we, every single school should have, you know, financial literacy. So we then kick-started the movement uh, where we're going into schools, you know, teaching, you know, children financial literacy. That is apart from people buying my book. So uh, we even put in together an NGO on that. And then the NGO is then going to facilitate uh, financial literacy in our schools and hopefully uh, help the government bring uh, together the curriculum that is needed on financial literacy in our classrooms. But uh, largely, I mean, the children have to be taught money because if they're not taught money, that's the problem why today we've got the kind of uh, parents who, you know, are messing up their finances and we cannot blame them. They were not trained. That's exactly the same thing I say in my book. You know, we are not trained. So if you are not trained, you can't can blame anyone for that. What are some of the money lessons you wish you could have been taught as a child? I wish I wish I, I could have been taught how to save. That is at the very, very basic level. But I think a lot of people save. So for me, I wish I could have been taught to save so that the money could have been invested. I wish when I was very young, I would have taught how, you know, to invest in stock markets so that, you know, the little money that I had would have gone into teaching me how to grow money at the stock market so that by the moment I get into, I get out of high school, I already have a stock, a very large stock portfolio that I could use to start my own business. Now, to invest, just to come in there, though, Mutupi, um, when you said you wish you had money to invest in the stock market, you know, yeah. to an average person, it sounds like you need a lot of money. And the truth is that children don't get that much pocket money. So what are some practical ways, you know, in the home, starting with like your piggy bag, you know, just using, um, you know, basic things like have a, a, a money jar, a cookie jar, and put, you know, your money in it. What do you want to save for? How to make money around the neighborhood? the lawns, taking out the trash, you know, doing things that uh, can be attainable and practical to children on a day-to-day basis. 100%. Um, and I think there's no, people still think you need a lot of money, you know, to invest in, in stocks, and that's not true. Um, so, yes, I mean, it's, it's from your house chores, 
So from your house chores that I are there, you know, from taking out the trash, from whatever that is in the house, you know, cleaning the dishes and that kind of a thing. So you incentivize it in a way that you say to the child, you've worked hard, therefore we're going to reward you. And therefore, part of the money uh, goes into uh, investments. Uh, I always say that all if you are collecting coins like I'm doing with my child, I collect coins and 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 every end of the week, every end of the month, we mm. then sit, we count the coins. Fifty percent of that goes into investment. Forty percent goes into the spending because obviously she's going to have to spend on something. And ten percent goes to into charity. So that if she comes to me and she wants sweets, I'm going to ask her, do you have enough money in your expenses account? If she comes to me and uh, in, in the future and, 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 and there is no investment, then I have to blame myself because I did not put together a kind of investment that, that she needs to build for herself. And that's what I'm saying, that it, it does not have to be a lot of, a lot of money. I mean, the other thing that we do, we, we call a birthday investment. During her birthday, uh, we, we give her money that goes into her birthday, and the money, therefore, is passed through her investment account that then goes into buying stocks. So uh, we then discuss the portfolio as, as she goes along, and she's still eight, because you really have to study at some young in order for them, you know, to you know, to internalize the lessons. Absolutely important. And how how have you found that this has also revolutionized the way that parents think? As you've written this book about uh, you know children and money, given the fact that you also wrote a book, you know, geared a lot for the adults in the beginning. Yeah, I think in the beginning, a lot of people are still shocked, really. Um, but, but that's what we want. That's the paradigm shift. A lot of people, even when I, I, I send their books, I'll be like, uh, be the African money star. These other parents said, no, why don't you say queen or king? I said, no, I don't want to say king or queen. Mm. We've got many kings and queens. I want to have an African money star. That's what I want to have. I want, I want to have a child who understands money. So we still want to shy away from money. And I think it's, it's still, there's still a, a huge, you know, kind of a stigma or, or taboo. Money is still taboo, if you like. So you still have to break that paradigm. But a whole lot of parents are very excited. And, 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 and of course, my book is very much activity-based. So they've already started activities, you know, in their homes, you know, uh, in order for them to start teaching their children money, which is great. Mm. And when it comes to your own personal inspiration, what keeps you going on a daily basis? On a daily basis, um, I think prayer. Uh, prayer helps. I mean, <laughs> um, for me, it's prayer, it's music, and it's also, you know, understanding that, you know, if we are not going to do our best, South Africa is not going to go to the next stage, you know, economically. So that, those are the things that really drive me on a daily basis. And when it comes to inspiring those who may be listening to you right now and they're saying, you know, Mutupi, I'm hearing you, you know, you found your niche, you found, you know, your calling and your purpose. And I'm still searching and I'm very discouraged at the moment because I've tried a few things and nothing has worked. And I'm still trying to figure out what is that thing for me? How would you encourage such a person? Um, I think um, uh, for me, I've always said, I mean, in everything I, I do, you need to give it. For me, you need to give it your best. Because when you give it your best, one day your passion is going to hit you. Because
because passion is not something that you just pick up. I mean, it's passion is found in things that you do. It's found in activity. It's found in going on. It's found in keep on keeping on. As soon as it, the more you do that, one day you're gonna find something. Somebody's gonna say to you, you know what, you do this best, or you know what, I've never seen anyone doing this like you do it. So those are the signs that tell you that you are on your way to your passion. So you need to really give whatever that you're doing your best. Wonderful. I, I love the sound of that. Thank you so much for joining us on SAFM. And we encourage you to keep on going. And, uh, of course, you do have a lot of other businesses that you do. We didn't even get into your egg business. You do have, you know, uh, in businesses in different industries. You know, you you have, you know, brick manufacturing company, hardware company, water drilling solutions company. There's a lot that you do. Mutupi, how do our listeners get in touch with you and follow you on social media? Um, on Facebook, it's Wealth Platform, and on Twitter, it's Unite for Wealth. Four is the number, and uh, on Instagram, it's African Wealth Books. So my name on Facebook is Motupi Hopper. www.motupihopper.com. Thank you so much for that. It is exactly ten minutes before five o'clock. Uh, stay with us. Here's this new day.